0: The title of the Dharma talk this morning is what?
1: When we conclude.
0: When we conclude. When we conclude. We're concluding all the time, one way or another. When we, when we conclude, we come to a conclusion based on other conclusions and other various bric-a-brac objects or ideas or situations or statements of 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 not only our own, but others. And sometimes that's very helpful and very supportive and and leads to uh, more conclusions and more results, and sometimes favorable, sometimes not so favorable. But when I I, uh, teach, sometimes I say, don't conclude. And I'm, I'm not saying that you should never conclude anything again, but when I say that, uh, and if you listen and you have an interest in what I'm saying, uh, then you might look at the way in which you something happens, this happens, that happens, three or four other things happen uh, and we, we actually turn away from it by concluding. Something happens in our consciousness that we know something. We actually know that. We conclude it. It may have uh, uh, relative accuracy Quite often has quite a bit of that. And uh, in the mundane world, that separation, is what it fundamentally is, uh, might be what would be the word premature or too soon, don't conclude. Um, allow conclusions, don't get in the way of conclusions, but they need to come out of your awareness rather than your, your com- completely circular thought process. Circularity thought process is excellent if we're talking about things that are just, material. When we start to get, the further we get away from uh, uh, fire, earth, water, and air, and what is the other one? Metal, wood, depends on what country you're in. The more we're covering up what our fundamental nature actually is, and the more we get estranged uh, from a fundamental situation that we all are. And all have, or uh, however you want to say it, and that is the, the simple way I put it: is we're not separate from each other, separated, all over the place. <clears throat> so when we, when we uh, conclude, sometimes the intention is to deeper understand something, be more clear, uh, get something to. Uh, start moving along, Uh, it needs to happen, this needs to happen, that needs to happen, so we might have to kind of energize the conclusion part, get that to happen, push on this a little bit, bring this to a close, what are all the other terms that talk about that. But if the conclusion is based on, has a basis in uh, wanting to control either this or anyone else, or any other thing. Or it's based on, uh, on that kind of a power thing, which sometimes is very subtle. Or if it's based on fear, uh, fear of an open dimension, one of them being just not knowing. We get habituated to not not allowing any gaps or space. We want to fill that up with something, even if it's only uh, we don't have enough proof yet, or whatever other kind of politics. Uh, politics of experience start to rise. Arise. This is a teaching that I talk to people in this way, and also personally, it, it, it takes on a different uh, a tone or quality or tenor when I'm talking to an individual because I'm then I'm relating to them the way in which they're expressing their if they even come to me at all, the way uh, the way in which they're expressing their difficulty or confusion then I might re- respond to them in a, in, a, in a different way based on trying to, it's a mutual thing, trying to see what's happening and uh, and see how I can help them uh, without uh, interfering with them. And if I come to a conclusion, this is what it looks like. I know something. Anytime you know anything, you f- you ignore everything else. It's, sure, you could argue with that. Uh, people much more intelligent. And I'm not just False, I don't have any false humility, I don't have any humility. But I'm just saying people much more intelligent than I am and good at handling concepts and ideas could come, take issue with this and I would lose because I'm not interested in concluding. That being said, if the if the dimension in which your uh, your consciousness, if it is not attached to, enamored of, and in love with some kind of self or some kind of identity, or you're not protecting the me me feeling from something, then that consciousness, that awareness doesn't belong to anyone. It's not to say it doesn't have reference points. There's a whole body's body-mind complex, of course, is a reference point. But it is it it moves with that reference point rather than clings to it. So I have more to say, but I'm also very interested in responding to questions. I, I like to, the way I talk, I like to do it with people. If, if no one asks any questions, then the talk that I give is pretty flat. Yes. Earlier you
1: said knowing is coming to a conclusion. Again, please. Earlier you said knowing, knowing something is coming to a conclusion.
0: I, uh, I know is. I know that. That's a conclusion. Knowing something uh, has, uh, has a... Uh, Just just a feeling of knowing you're you're still in the state of receiving If you're in state if you're just receiving then you know, but it's still it's like, uh, you know There are ducks swimming across the lake. I mean, it's a Silly metaphor, but I don't have any other kind. so you you know that's occurring But you you may not uh, be going into the whys and wherefores and why are they doing that? Why are they swimming that way? or and all of the other, other things that can stack up to bring you to some kind of conclusion. So it's just a, it's still in the perception stage. More?
1: So when we say, I know, um,
0: are we not receiving? And it's dependent on all the other things that are happening in anyone's particular <laughs> personal chemistry of passion, aggression, ignorance, how much you're operating out of fear, even if it's a low level where no one else may know it, but you're fearful of something and you may not know what it is. And when you start to go towards it to see what it is, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go there. It can be frightening. Go ahead. More?
1: How can we be receiving and also know something at the same time? <clears throat>
0: So when the knowing is not, it doesn't, it doesn't solidify into a, like an opinion. You're, there's still an openness there that if, if something changes just slightly, then your your knowing relaxes. Your, your, your receiving uh, changes slightly because it's always use a common metaphor. It's, it's always kind of dancing with everything. So it's it's movement. But if you if you if you if, if everything is congealing or solidifying into an opinion or an idea, or I know this is a, uh, some kind of proof. Uh, then the receptivity starts to shut down. Uh, if we the extreme uh, forms of this, we can see in our our government and our, our uh, uh, system of laws, and that are operating out of extreme uh, materialism. It's not wrong. <coughs> we have to start somewhere, but but it's difficult to find any openness there. Uh, if, if openness does you show show up, it usually sound, uh, shows up in the shows up in the form of a personality that has a deep understanding and then they would come into that uh, that uh, political arena of you know laws and so on and function as you know kind of uh, uh, be able to ventilate that whole that whole uh, structure a little bit sometimes they're called liberals I don't think that's necessarily workable to give a come to a conclusion about anything anybody's doing we do that so that we can have some kind of control. So, and interestingly enough, when we come to any conclusion, so we have to, we can stop looking at it. The self-centered mind, the ego mind, feels threatened by anything that is showing up as some kind of phenomenological situation, and we don't know what it is. You feel threatened, so we come to an opinion about it. Hearing noises in the other room, like we talked about the other day, we we, we just—it's just like we just come to some kind of a conclusion about it. So it's not so much about not coming to conclusions, although I say that. It's about seeing, if you just watch the conclusion happen, then there's still uh, some, um, uh, there's still a lot of space around that so, that so that it's very easy to, if things do change, as they say, turn on a dime, then we're, we're right with that. We're moving in a way. We're not solidifying this into some kind of a need to be right, need to be correct, need to protect ourselves, and so on. It's an area to work with in your awareness, with your awareness, rather than coming to conclusions, including what I'm saying. Include, include, yes. You were describing- How are you um, feeling? Much better. Good. How are you feeling? About the same. (laughs)
1: Go ahead. The way you're just describing knowing, the knowing that can dance with
0: things. Yes. Is that different than just receiving? I think the idea with just receiving just a, a kind of an attitude that, that whatever comes, we're not going to fight with it or argue with it. We're also not going to look away from it. It's difficult, especially if it's, a, if it's an emotion that's coming out of your, whatever this is, consciousness, that, that is difficult that we can't, we don't know where it's coming from. It's like a door open somewhere in the darkness and something comes rumbling out of there and we start to not feel so good or we feel threatened. And so, what was the question? Is the knowing that is dancing with things different than just receiving? Yes. So so that part of it would be receiving. Once, you, once you're receiving, then from there, then uh, to not add to that, subtract from that, or meddle with it at all, no politics around it at all, uh, then there could be something that could be said to be a dance. Dancing with your own negative uh, emotions, I don't know if you can do that intellectually. I mean, I'm not saying you can't, but looks to me, and I'm kind of biased in this area, that you might need to sit down, hold still, and spend uh, quite a number of uh, hours, weeks, months, years, seeing the way you refuse who you are. We, We turn away. I wouldn't know this if I hadn't spent many, many years not wanting to be who I was, not wanting to be this manifestation, have these ears, these thought patterns, this bias. This uh, kind of emotion coming from here, from there. You'll have to get rid of anything, my friends. If you, start, if you try to get rid of something, I, I don't care what it is, uh, it, will, um, it will do something bad.
1: <laughs> Michael. Michael, if we stop adding, subtracting, or looking away from our negative emotions, are they still negative?
0: Could be actually you can't stop doing that but i say stop well, when i say that i'm saying because i know if i say that then then we'll, if you're listening to me then we'll begin to look at that and we'll notice that we can't quite we can't quite do that we can't quite uh, so you can put uh, move that what i just said in with your question Questions are good. Okay, questions are bad.
1: (laughs) Um, Often when you say not to do something, you you usually say that you know we can't help but do that, so like not conclude. Um, But you say that the the conclusion should come out of our awareness instead of our thought process. How can we know the difference between those?
0: So when I say when I, I'm not eliminating the thought process, uh, the idea to use a, it's more like rearranging the priorities. So you're leading with your awareness more than your openness, more than your ideas, opinions uh, and plans and schemes that, are, that can be there. You don't have to get rid of them. You don't have to get rid of anything. But just the priority, when the priority is uh, when you start to lead with your awareness, there's more of a feeling of not knowing what the hell you're doing or what you're going to do. This doesn't mean you don't have a plan to, you know, get groceries on Friday afternoon. And how do you know it's a plan? As you've heard me say many times, it won't work. Plans never work. But there's all something happens, we always have to modify something because things are changing. If you force it to work, then you're not particularly, particularly dancing with things. So that whole area of the thought of the awareness and the thought process this is what we begin to discover by sitting on the cushion sitting down holding call it meditation call it awareness practice call it chicken taza uh but uh whatever you call it do it sit down hold still and watch the phenomena play watch the emotions ideas thoughts memories hopes fears commentary comic books you know just and don't object. Don't agree. And don't look away. Yes.
1: You said don't get in the way of conclusions. Um, what does a conclusion look like when you've gotten out of the way?
0: Uh, you'll notice that it's uh, uh, it's not uh, it's not totally accurate. You may. Because you feel there's a conclusion coming up. And uh, you've gotten out of the way. You're not fighting with it, but you've noticed that its it's, uh, half life is, uh, you know, its it's ability to maintain uh, is it's impermanent. The causes and conditions are changing constantly. More.
1: When we say conclusion I think of it as a static thing so would we would it still be static
0: it's like uh, out of awareness no uh, it would be, be could be conclusive to use a very uh, simple example it would be looking at someone who had committed a crime and concluding they're a criminal and concluding they need to be locked up they need to be punished they need to be you need to call the police but maybe doing it another way where there was less conclusiveness happening, and, and you had to say so about the situation, which we don't of course it's the nature of the society or culture we're in. you might look at the situation and instead of concluding you might look deeper and not conclude deeper and not conclude and anything conclusion that needs to come out will will be uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say forced upon you but will be like obvious choiceless. It's obvious uh, they had a gun they hurt something they killed somebody or something so it's so you can't tell those are just conclusive there there is. Uh, that, but then looking deeper and looking deeper. If you look deep enough, you actually see that you go deep and you realize that this, uh, the causes and conditions uh, that arise are, are unsearchable. But we need to search it as far as we can, so we can realize that um, that there there's no praise and no blame. You start praising anything or blaming anything, you're 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 shutting down on, on the depth that is available to you all the time. People that are but antisocial criminals or something like that have there's deep causes and conditions that go back. And I, uh, I don't know how else to say this other than beyond this life. And those are ignored. And because we conclude, conclude, because we like control. We like to be in the know. We like to be the ones that are, uh, that are powerful and that we're able to uh, lord it over others or however you want to say it. But if you were to just do it with awareness, uh, you wouldn't lock anybody up. You would help them. And how would you do that? by watching who they were, how they were, how they functioned. It would be much easier to protect other people from that situation fundamentally and totally because you wouldn't put them in a box with a lot of other uh, people with great difficulties so they, they could all get together and, and create more uh, difficult situations and then get out and continue on their path of, uh, of uh, uh, confusion and uh, passion, aggression, and ignorance. So You would actually fundamentally help that person. Just a way of talking about it. Go ahead.
1: How does praise shut down our investigation?
0: Well, you could do that as long as there you understand what that is, that, that really nobody really gets credit for anything. Like I can't I mean as gorgeous as I am <laughs> I can't get if I go look in the mirror and say, "I did this. I'm the one who made this. These beautiful ears and this, these this great forehead. You know, I'm being silly, obviously. But I mean, it's like that. If you look at your ability to do something, and look look at the look at the self-centeredness that arises in that area. Sometimes it's very subtle. You might be the only one that knows uh, how much uh, narcissism is going on with you. You may be so good at covering that up, and you may not be trying to cover it up. It's just that you just, they're very, very clear that other people are going to be on to you if you start bragging about yourself. And how do you work with that? Don't get rid of it. Don't try not to be, uh, some people will come and say, well, isn't that just egotistical? And it's mis- missing the point. It's not about getting rid of something that is unreal. It is about seeing that it's unreal. Th- this is a, this is an extremely narcissistic, self-centered consciousness that you're listening to through this, these vocal cords. I could not talk about this if I hadn't looked at it deeply. Sometimes I say, nothing has changed. and People might say, well, it looks like you've changed quite a bit since you were young, but fundamentally nothing's changed. Yes?
1: Is appreciation different from praise?
0: Yes. Is this and appreciation is more receiving. You can appreciate something without the thing, the situation you're appreciating, even being aware of it. So it's not about you, it's just about receiving. Appreciation, like uh, they say, uh, that people misunderstand that word, and it's probably because I've redefined it and Webster's hasn't caught up with me yet. But it's about receiving. It's about whatever it is, no matter how horrible, ugly, smelly it is, to appreciate that means to receive that. In all of its uh, ugliness, this is uh, this is what it's uh, uh, when you see. Uh, I was talking about the the artist, artists yesterday, and uh, this is about this is one who, who begins to understand about this in a deep way and has a, and begins to live as a, a creator, as a poet, as a writer. Begin in, inevitably, if you start working with this material in a fundamental way, you're you're going into a into a spiritual journey. And you may have a teacher, you may not. But that's a a spiritual path. And and this is why it can be so difficult, because all of the things that are trailing behind you called your karma are still tagging along, nipping at your heels. So if you don't have some way of working with it, you might be a tremendous artist in some area because you really work hard at that, but you also might uh, collapse into the karma that you keep refusing as you create great symphonies or something. So it's very interesting the way artists who uh, don't get any help it's, there's no one teaching that oh, I'm not saying there isn't, I don't know anyone yes, showed up
1: you brought up the uh, like praise and blame saying how we don't have any credit for like our ears and face, and it seems like that's a lot easier to understand even in a materialistic way that most people would agree with that, are we able to see stuff like uh, having talents or picking up a uh, an instrument or some
0: other ability that we seem to have some kind of say-so over. Can we see that in the same way? I, I feel that you could, it might take a while, but it's about looking at what we do is sit down, hold still, and and watch what the, how the mind keeps in a deep level. It's like going down into, the, uh, into the, the, uh, the internal aspect of any situation, going down into the basement, going down into the boiler room, and looking at how that works. Sitting meditation will still takes so a long time usually, and to go down and all you have to do is understand how it works to see that. Don't fight with that. Don't don't try to be artificially better. Don't don't use the the misunderstanding of causes and conditions to try to uh, polish a piece of uh, uh, feces. See what it is, and then you can then it finds its own. Uh, dimension, even your own anger, your own, if you want to call it depression, or, it needs to find out where, it needs to be where it needs to be, instead of instead of giving it some kind of uh, credential by pushing on it, either pushing with your consciousness or pushing on it with uh, chemicals. Don't misunderstand, I'm not saying you shouldn't use, you know, ibuprofen or, or Prozac or Wellbutrin or, sure, we should relate to what things as we see them, do what you need to do. But you could add in an awareness practice, sit down, hold still, watch the movement in wherever it's at, in any of the six sense fields, including the mind, watch how it rises and watch where it goes, if you can see that. And then at some point you will watch what's watching. If you can do that, if you find something there, come and tell me about it. questions yeah.
1: if we have an emotion is starting to congeal uh, uh, do we do anything to keep uh, some kind of dance going
0: you don't have to keep a dance going so just just see the way you if you see the way you obstruct if you see the way you push then uh, just seeing, just the awareness itself will clarify. There isn't anyone. the The, the issue seems to be the the way this seems to work is if you try to modify or meddle with your with what you're looking at. The assumption is that there's somebody who can fix that, and there isn't anyone. There needs to be clarity about who, what your actual identity is. I say over and over again, find out who you are. I can tell you who you are. And just in a couple of words, I've been saying it for quite a number of years you're not separate from anything you are not uh, you are not a discrete individual there are aspects of your experience that show up that way of course there's a there's a body that's been born uh, completely made of food This, this isn't made of anything other than just food you have to eat other living things in order for you to continue to live it's not a crime it's the way this whole place works, and to think that somebody is better because they eat leaves instead of uh, uh, animal carcasses uh, is incorrect. That being said, if you if you want to do this in another way, that's totally that shouldn't be uh, criticized or 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 contradicted. Other you can go the other way and and make it into some other kind of political philosophy about what we should do, what we shouldn't do. You should do what you see. You should relate to things as they are, insofar as the culture will let you, insofar as your enculturation, your upbringing, will let you. And how do you do that? You sit down and look at the door that's closed. Look at the Dharma gate, look at the Dharma door. And if you sit down and look at this wall, I'm not saying the first week, the first month, the first year, but eventually that door is going to open. Doors have a tendency to do that. That door will open, and you'll begin to see—not what I'm telling you—you'll be, be able to see what you, who you really are, and you—you you will. Another way of saying it: you will resume your original face, which is a Zen way, Zen Buddhist way of talking about it. You'll see your original face before your parents' birth. That's available, but if, if it's always, it seems to be covered up by conclusions, and hopes, and fears, and concepts, and ideas, and poly, and nationalism, and and intense. Uh, Uh, structures of society.
1: Is eating living beings
0: harm? The first words that the Buddha said, as far as we know, was life is suffering. There's nerve endings everywhere. So, living beings come along and we're hungry. And so, a plant is a living being and there's nothing to say or don't misunderstand I'm mean, not say we should it's okay to uh, uh, to uh, kill plants and it's not okay to kill animals I and mean, to take any position on that is a misunderstanding just be aware of that and then you'll see uh, where this is for you uh, the idea to, to make some kind of a protocol or some kind of a eating living beings is harm or doing anything like this harm, to come to a conclusion about it is is a misunderstanding. Do it with the awareness. So for me to respond to that and yes or no, uh, you know, I'm getting in the way of your insight. I'm I'm becoming, you follow me? I'm getting in the way of it. You need to bring your beating heart to that situation. And then your karma uh, that, that is extremely extensive. We can't count the number of uh, tributary streams that are flowing in the darkness that have to uh, be flowing in order for this Buddhist monk to be here and ask that question. We tend to ignore all of that. And, go ahead. I don't know where I was going with the and, but uh, something vanished. Yes? Is Is
1: there
0: a choice that's not separate So the way I talk about it is choicelessness. And it's not that you can't choose to pick this up and put it over here or put it back or walk out of the room or do you have choices that are happening all the time, but the, the background of that, which is what people miss is that, that things have already pushed on this, pushed on that and this and this and this, and and suddenly we have a piece of wood here and we have a hand here, all dependently arisen. And so the choiceless part of it is, is so many things have come about before we even got to the point where we're here, and I have a choice to pick that up. Should I pick it up or not? So the imputation there is that you have some kind of control because you can do this. But we're ignoring the tree this came out of. We're ignoring uh, where these hands came from, Uh, you know, 75, 80 years ago, which I'm not 80 yet, these hands weren't here. That tree, there was a tree growing somewhere with this wood inside of it this piece of shaped wood. So I'm just saying it in that way to say that everything, this is a very simple example, everything is functioning like that. So when we get to the point of making a choice, uh, everything is choiceless in that that all of the causes and conditions that arise is your uh, self-centeredness, your ego, your uh, tendency to like this and not like that, and be selective about this and want more of this but less of that, all that all of the politics of experience that are happening with you personally to protect who you are, protect your image of yourself, are operating in such a way that they're behind that. So, that, but but since they're invisible to you, or to me, that it looks like we're making a decision. Well, yeah. Well, you got to make the right choices. No, you, I would say it a different way. You need to really be aware of what choices are. You need to be aware of how choices arise and the way to someone who is who's uh. Uh, uh buddhas and sentient beings buddhas are sentient beings uh it's choiceless because they're at the mercy of their karma like you can't just decide to have uh um you know more more intelligence i mean ai is working on that but you, but you can't just decide to to just go against <laughs> the causes and conditions unless you have some kind of strategy for changing the shape of your toenails you know, some kind of way that, you know, if I just work on this, I can get this to happen. I'm being silly, but sometimes that's the only kind of metaphor that really shows up as, uh, shows it how kind of absurd it is. So sentient beings or people who are confused, human beings who are confused about and think they're separate beings, are at the mercy of their karma, just like you didn't have a choice to be born, you're here. Didn't If you could have had some say-so, you might have been taller, thinner, uh, smarter. It might have been a different sex. Some people have a lot of trouble in that area. The society gives them even more trouble with it because they want standards, you know, and then when who is as awake or clear, uh, they're there. They may be function out of choicelessness because they're not functioning out of their thought process of, I want it. I don't want it. I don't care. They're functioning out of whatever's showing up. So they're, they're, they actually are to be not deliberately poetic, but, uh, They're actually dancing with the situation. So if someone asks for help, they help them, but they don't cross a a boundary into their idea of what help is. They say, how can I help you? Well, I don't know, but I need help. Then you would wait, wait. Don't do anything unless you have to. Mind your own business. Don't meddle with anyone. Your opinions about about anything are dependently arisen. They might have a little bit of truth to that, but a lot of times that little bit of truth we're looking for is something that can reify the complete shakiness of the self-centeredness. Uh, the, it can come in and kind of butter over, put a patina over the narcissism, so it doesn't look quite so bad. Well, at least I'm. The, or at least I. At least I try to help people. This is uh, uh, self-deception. An awareness practice uh, reveals that self-deception so we can see the way we're trying to become something when the the, the actual situation we already are is uh, before becoming. It's before becoming is uh, doesn't occur to uh, the sage or the realized being or the Buddha. What
1: is our Buddha nature?
0: Not separate. Not separate from anything. Just because you're looking out through this, uh, the corner of that, uh, the of the zendo there, is you're not separate from that. Just like you're you're, you're looking at me, you're you're not separate from your fingernails. Fingernails are part of your body, but there's no nerve endings there. Uh, just an interesting situation. There's nerve endings right behind that. If you have a hangnail, then you'll know about that. More? Shut up. Can we discriminate intelligently? That's the only way you can do it. <clears throat> otherwise, it's just uh, chaos and brutality on different levels. Uh, to, to discri- there's a, there's a uh, Buddhist teachings, and I don't know the fancy description or even uh, understanding of it, discriminating awareness wisdom. It's the wisdom that sees the di- the differences between things, doesn't pick and choose, but just relates to things. One is lower, one is higher. Uh, one is moving this way, one is moving that way. So it's a discriminating awareness that sees deeply into the apparent separation at, its sa- at the same time not losing track of uh, that, that fundamentally nothing is separate. That Every time you see the separation, you, Im- you at the same time, uh, discriminating awareness wisdom, you immediately see that they're completely uh, of a piece. They're all—it's just one. It's warp, warp and woof is a good example uh, in fabric. It's it's one cloth and made up of lots of parts, and the little parts scream out for some kind of identity. Me, me, me. Look at me. And as Trump Pachay says, and is a. Uh, cutting juice for material something people on the path it's like vegetables boiling in a pot the practice is like putting your 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 carrot self into the pot and boiling and then uh, and then you come up and um, and the the one who's stirring the pot says get down you're too yellow I think he says it's something like that so it takes takes a and, and the initial feeling of that, I know when I first began practicing years ago, was very frightening that I would be nobody, that this was scary. If I keep doing this, I'm not going to be anybody. No, what that is, is a misunderstanding of what somebody is. Jason. There was
1: a question that came up on YouTube while I was watching in the other room. And the question was, what is the best way to work with the constant fear of collapsing into
0: one's karma? Collapse into the karma. And do it with an awareness practice. This doesn't mean go out and, oh, I get this terrible karma of wanting to kill people. It doesn't mean go out and killing people. It means it means relate to the emotions, the feelings of that, but do it with a disciplined mind rather than a, a random, chaotic, uh, fear-based uh Mind that's running around, greedy for help, greedy for help. So actually, go into the karma, go into this wall. Our, our simple way of saying: it, sit down and hold still, and look at, that, and actually become a receiver of the karma. The same, and learn how to receive the world in the same way you receive your karma. It's not easy. I, I don't know if uh, uh, I, I, I could. I would not be here without the help of my. Teachers, so, uh, and not that they did anything for me, they just uh, elbowed me hard. But I, I first had to get close enough to them to, for that to even happen. <clears throat> that just came in.
1: Um, there's a, a live yeah. chat box yeah. on the YouTube, and it yeah came in through the chat box. Okay. Andrew. How is taking responsibility for our emotions different from taking credit for our successes?
0: Very similar. So very, taking credit for the success is kind of pride. Pride may, depending on the person, pride may show up because of your wiring, may show up pretty obvious to other people, and or it may show up as just your own interior kind of acknowledging that you're pretty good at this, probably better than most people. But, I want to be blowing my own horn so i'll just know that and i won't say anything about it and the other way around would be excuse me about being uh, critical of your negativity your emotions uh, let's say just as a i'm not sure i'm in the same area that you're referring to but say we have uh, uh, prejudice of, of say of uh, black people Say there's some kind of prejudice to try to shut that down and not be pre- prejudiced is a mistake. You have to acknowledge that that, that prejudice is there, and, and and because if it's not if you don't acknowledge it, then it goes underground and finds its way into other uh, areas uh, and makes you makes us even more blank about the the plight of of what certain aspects of the civilization have done to to Black people to Indigenous people and just all over the place. So, so we have to be aware that we're that we have to be aware of that and not try to fix it. It's just like if you have uh, neuro- neurosis, don't, don't do anything with it because if you start to meddle with that area, then that whole uh, structure starts to to say it in a, in a in a in a. It doesn't ramp up and it seems to
1: become more subtle. Is it just going underground?
0: Could be. Good question. Don't follow it. It's a trap. It's it's a trap that the ego thinks it can get better by, well, I'm really going to think about this and really get in and understand this deeply. It's always on the surface. The surface is the depth. Go ahead. So when you say don't follow it, do you mean don't follow it on the ground and try to track it? Yes. Yes. Just just that. Just whatever it shows up as, that's it. It's almost like uh, ignorance. That's why uh, 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 delusion and awakening are not two separate things. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to follow what you mean by, uh, it's almost like ignorance.
0: Well, ignorance uh, is it, its uh, anytime you have a polarity, uh, the one side of the polarity gets its be literal, gets its meaning or its strength from its opposition. It's called warfare. And when that is understood deeply, then delusion and awakening are not two separate things anymore. There's just this, and it's not separate. And it feels like the ego gets threatened because it feels like it's going into some area where it's not going to have any say-so. and no, it's not. It's going to have very little. Go ahead. you just full of questions here, Michael.
1: Uh what happens to delusion or the imputation of delusion if one awakens?
0: Um, it's uh, it, it's not separate from uh, from the, the clarity. Clarity about delusion is clarity. Delusion about delusion is delusion. Delusion about clarity. What am I going to say? I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> You can't find it. You can't. I mean, we can. We can use this, and there's some uh, intelligence, very intelligent people that are able to take this and take it down. So, you know, it's 15 notches above where I can reach. I, I don't have that much uh, intellectual clarity, but I, I know what I'm looking at. And what is it? Not separate. And that's that's where this is. Whatever is coming arising here, here, uh, that has all of you falling asleep. Is, uh, is coming from from this from from this from this uh, understanding that uh, can't be explained. Yes. Um, what do you mean by delusion about delusion is delusion? Is that unclear? <laughs> reflect on it, rather than rather than go for me to go further. further just reflect on it. Everyone is doing that, but to become aware of that, something starts to change. You can't really step on the path unless that started to show up to some extent. That you're unclear about what you're unclear about. That's that's something started to starting to uh, some kind of light or some kind of uh, ventilation is starting to come into that uh, uh, that dark cellar.
1: But. Uh, Susan Seagal's collision with the infinite and the way that she describes uh, uh, that detachment that happened to her from her body, is that
0: delusion? Well, I I don't know. All I know about Susan Seagal is that she uh, did not have a strong practice and didn't have a teacher. So that's why she had this, her standing at a bus stop, her identity dropped away, and it was terrifying to her because her consciousness is still there. So consciousness doesn't mean just because you don't have a, a solid self anymore that you aren't going to be aware. But then, who is aware? And you can feel even more threatened because it had happened spontaneously, happened instantly. Sometimes I say, you know, to people people talking about gradual and instant uh, awakening, uh, you better go for the gradual. Instant is uh, could be terrifying. It's like uh, Jidu, or uh, not Jidu, but U. G. Krishnamurti referred to his awakening, which was. Spontaneous and like that as the calamity, everything just uh, fell apart. It's a calamity, it's a, a terrible situation to happen in in an instant. But she didn't. She didn't have the. She just had the the dropping away. She didn't have any. There was no form. She not. I think she had practiced meditation a little bit. I'm, I'm not saying she had practiced some, but she had no real. She immediately went, instead of going to a meditation teacher who might have been able to help her, somebody who had some experience with working with consciousness, not with ideas about consciousness, working with consciousness. Uh, she went to psychologists and, I don't know, counselors and tried everything she could to try to get rid of that or cure it instead of go to, uh, go to somebody who had said, uh, well, good for you. A lot of people are looking for that. Might have changed her whole dynamic a little bit. Hevers uh, immediately run by on that happened to him, and, and because of the society he was in, India, that supports uh, a spiritual path uh, pretty strongly, uh, he went into he had that similar kind of awakening, and at, at age 18, and went into uh, uh, went into um, uh, Arunachala Mountain into a cave in Tiruvannamalai and stayed in there for 20 years, and and deepened his understanding. I don't know what he did. I just read about
1: it. In the case of Susan realizing or waking up, how would a meditation teacher have helped someone who
0: realizes? Well, I don't know many meditation teachers. But if she came to me, I mean, it would, that would be hypothetical, of course. I would, I would, uh, I would put her in solitary retreat immediately. And then I would check on her once a month. It's, that's a powerful thing to happen to somebody spontaneously. It doesn't happen often. We might get meditators get flashes of this, but then if they try to cling to it, then it goes away. Well, she did, she was in a situation where she was trying to uh, cling also cling to the previous consciousness that she had was I'm I'm uh, uh, Susan. I'm waiting for my bus, and when the hell's he going to get here? Instead, it's like there isn't anyone there's no susan Seagal, yet there's there's a six sense seals and their objects all pouring in on her from everywhere and her her not being separate from anything or anyone overwhelming Conventional sense, of clinging probably not. Maybe, maybe a little. Probably not. It's, it's necessary. Just like I, the way I teach about instead of saying, uh, you know, let go, just let go. Just you know, be here now. Just let go. You know, I say, look at how you cling. Look at how you, look at the way well, you have your fingers uh, of your mind all laced around something. So there's no way you're going to be ripped away from me, 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 and my my agenda, my feelings, my emotions, how much I suffer, how great I am, or any of that. If you look at that, then you then you begin to see uh, the. You have to see the clinging first before you're going to see what the clinger, not cling on. <laughs> That's a story I wrote a long time ago. I'm very successful. You see the clinger. Be a good title for a dharma talk. Clinger. So here we are, uh, and we see that, and then causes and conditions, dependent origination from coming from everywhere, from your karma, from your body-speech-mind complex, from your mom and dad, from all the things that have come and gone down through the centuries. You, all that is there, then there's no one there to release that. If you do it, if you let go without seeing what it is, then you release it What artificially, you release it as a concept. You are the one who is releasing this. And that, that might feel okay for a while. If you have a strong form to help you let go, which they go on YouTube. It's all over the place. How to feel better. How to, how to be happy. Or whatever. So look at the... Look. It's always about awareness. Look at the clinging. Look at the way your the fingers of your mind are laced around the, the ignorance. And then, if there's going to be a possibility, then... Then it just starts to relax because it doesn't get the fuel of being objected to, agreed with, or ignored. What does it get? The the, the the brilliance of your wisdom mind, which you can't see. If you can see your own your own brilliance or your own wisdom mind, then this is a ego. Scratch your ear. You want to know why you scratch your ear? Yeah. Do you know? Why you scratch your (laughs) ear? (laughs) Yeah. Faith is even more uh, uh, unfindable un- than that. You're not going to be able to find, in this tradition, you're, I'm not saying that there aren't other people say otherwise, but from the way it looks here, and I've been looking for a while, it, it's not something you can find. But it, it, can't, it could be something that you are.
1: and dedicate the mirror in the back of our yellow chant books, and I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. We appreciate and depend on your support ongoingly. Uh, we also welcome any monthly subscriptions in small and large amounts, which can be done online via uh, PayPal. We also receive checks in the mail cash. <coughs> appreciate your help as much as you can. into all places so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.